I'm your host, Dipper, with my friend Mabel here. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> Gravity Falls. I figured you'd like that one. I've been binge watching that a little bit right now. Oh my god, it's so good. I watched that all in like a week last year. <laughs> last year. I'm behind apparently. Yeah, I've seen it all and I'm like, okay, I want more. And of course there's no more. Oh god, I wish there was more. Anyways. Anyways, it was my week. To Hold on. Are we going to talk about our drinks? Uh, okay, as I'm introducing, she cuts me off. Okay, all right. We're going to roll with that. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to put that as a mark on the bitch tally. <sighs> Fine, I'll accept that one. I'll take it. No. <laughs> Do you want to introduce your drink first or should I? I'll go first. <laughs> so my drink is a lovely little wine. It's a red wine from one of the local wineries around here that I'm a member of and I love getting their wine. It's called The Unteachables. It's from Chronic Cellars. It's a petite Syrah and a Syrah. They're both like 35%. And if you're a big red wine fan, I suggest this one because I'm a red fan. It's great. It smells so good too. Yes. And then my drink is the complete opposite of yours. Yep. Mine is called a painkiller. It's one of my favorite drinks. It's Malibu rum, nutmeg, and orange juice and pineapple juice all mixed together. So um, it's one of my favorite drinks because I was in Arizona one time and we went to a, my fiance and I went to a speakeasy, and they're like oh, they had a painkiller there and I fell in love with it. So now ever since then I order it when I can and or my fiance makes it for me. So little tropical in a cup little wait tropical goodness in a cup and i'm just gonna let everyone know she had two made for this podcast and she's already drank three quarters of one of them (laughs) before we even started i'm prepared it's so good (laughs) i might be sloshed at the end of this all right so as i was saying before i was rudely interrupted tally <laughs> this is not fair i feel like you're telling me for every single thing so i feel like just to be fair we'll have two bitch tallies your bitch tally okay. and then my bitch tally so now we're changing it just to bitch tallies instead of bitch and y'all tallies we can keep my y'all i'll, I'll prob- do both I'll, I'll probably still say y'all i'll do a bitch and a y'all tally i like it oh god i hope i can i, can, I hope i can handle it that's a lot of multitasking <laughs> So the book that I chose this week is Stay Gold by Tobley McSmith. And it is a coming-of-age love story about a transgender boy who's going stealth at his new Texas high school and a cisgender girl who's drawn to him even as she's counting down the days until graduation. Pony just wants to fly under the radar during senior year. Tired from all the attention he got at his old school after coming out as transgender. He's looking for a fresh start at Hillcrest High. But it's hard to live your best life when the threat of exposure looks down every hallway and in every bathroom. Georgia is beginning to think there's more to life than cheerleading. She plans on keeping a low profile until graduation, which is why she promised herself that dating was officially a no-go this year my little explanation <laughs> sorry about 
what choked on my wine when you were like official officially (laughs) (laughs) apparently i can't even speak a little more slosh than i thought oh my god i had originally chose this book because i have never read a book that centered around like lgbtqia and then i found it interesting like the cover i found the cover beautiful um it's kind of what would you like kind of are like artsy yeah so i'm not gonna lie when Alyssa sent me this book i didn't read anything into it and i just looked at the cover and i was like is this a book about the 80s (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah because she knows i that's what i'm trying it has like a little bit of a retro yeah a retro vibe to it and she knows that like I don't watch a lot of like eighties movies or music, and so she likes to like quiz me on it She's and a like hater. <laughs> and like make fun of me. So I was like, "Is this book about the eighties? Is that why you picked it? Are you just trying to fuck with me?" <laughs> but obviously, it's not, <laughs> and it's a really good book. It's a it's a really good, cute book. Um, I did think that it went. I felt like it went by so fast that I wanted more. Yeah, it, I it felt short to me. I felt like I needed another like couple chapters. chapters yeah. Like when it ended, I was like, "That's not the end." I still have so many questions. Like, is there going to be a book two? I need more. I'm not ready for this story to be finished. Mm-hmm. And I found I found what was interesting is the author himself, Tobley McSmith, is also transgender. Oh. Yeah, he is. I still haven't done any research into the book. He's he's transgender and the whole time I was thinking I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this is, you know, if what's he's taken from his life and what he's experienced." Um he's also he does um he's worked on like Broadway plays and stuff. And oh. I think he does um I can't I don't I don't know all the correct terminology, but um he worked on I think some music on oh, some so plays. he was like a producer or yeah i don't know all of that but i just found it very interesting i'm like oh i wonder how much of it of the book is from his experience or oh yeah his life right how much like self life experiences brought into self life experiences i like how you said you said it a lot better than i did (laughs) a lot better i try you sound smart (laughs) it's because i drink wine and not Malibu. Oh, the Malibu life. Mm. Nothing. Wait, I prefer nothing but the Malibu life. <laughs> but, um. Oh, I'm like, what happened? What'd you do? Nothing. I didn't do anything. She looks suspicious all there. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Oh, um, I also found this book very cute and funny. There was, like, little tidbits from all different, all the, diff- like, all the characters their little one-liners and their little jokes okay speaking of one-liners i have to say one of my favorite one-liners i think out of any of our books that we've read so far was was this book i even wrote it down (laughs) because i was like oh my god yes you you wrote down like your favorite one-liner from the book yeah i did Ooh, I should have done that. I don't know. So my favorite one-liner from this book was the main character. His name is Pony. He was he was talking about his sister, and he was talking about how he's like, oh, my poor parents. You know, they're thinking. And then my favorite part was goes, and a unicorn named Rocky, referring to 
his sister who's in new york and he's all like oh my poor dad they have a transgender son and a unicorn named rocky as children <laughs> and i was just like cracking up and i was like god i want that as a t-shirt <laughs> i love their one-liners they're so funny uh i would be like i would be loling i was laughing out loud <laughs> irl loling oh. i um in the beginning of the book, you know, we're introduced to Pony and to a lot of our characters. And um, he talks about his experience uh, finding out, you know, realizing he's transgender. And he did a lot of research. And doing a lot of research, um, he did on Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. And one of his lines for me that I found funny was he said, She's not the perfect trans icon. I can't unsee her in that MAGA hat. Oh, yes. And I was like, Pony, you're so funny. <laughs> right? I loved that this book was obviously, one, not in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but two, was set, like, in now's times. Now's times. In now's times? <laughs> wow. Wait, what, what, oh, in present tense. In present. In the present I was about to say, how do you say it? It's present. <laughs> this is why we're not authors. <laughs> oh, God. We can't even talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine us trying to write a book? No, I, I barely know how to spell. It's so hard. <laughs> Anyways, um, in the present tense, you know, and it referenced stuff that's going on now. And it wasn't like... I don't even know where I was going with the sentence. <laughs> Wait, you're... You're happy it's now and not in the 80s. Let's just... Yeah. <laughs> bottom line. What is your problem with the 80s? <laughs> Probably because you were born in the 80s. Oh, God. You know what? You're rude. I'm... I'm F you. <laughs> Go F yourself. Do not count that as a bitch tally. I was going to say, does that not count as a bitch oh, tally I'm for gonna, me? <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. That's what I was just about to do, that it counts as a bitch tally for you. That's a bitch tally for you. There we go. Speaking of our one-liners that we like... Mm-hmm. There's a really good one-liner in chapter one. Uh, in this, in Hillcrest School, the cheerleaders and the football players they go back and forth um, playing pranks on each other, and it's like a Hillcrest tradition. So, in the very beginning, like in the beginning uh, of the book in chapter one, the um, cheerleaders are planning to the football players yes and so there's these characters called mia kelly and lauren and they're george's friends and who also happen to be cheerleaders except kelly's more uh she's a cheerleader but she's she's the mascot, she's the mascot. but they include her in everything you know and she's part of the team yeah. but um kelly is very funny and at one point when they're trying to prank the guys She's like, and if you're caught, take your cyanide pill. Oh, yeah. And her other friend Lauren's like, I didn't get the cyanide pill. I laughed so hard. They're so cute with their just like banter going back and forth. Right. And Kelly, the character, is very funny. And like me. <laughs> and Lauren. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and Lauren uh is very ditzy um so every time someone tells her something she kind of takes it seriously oh, yeah. so in that moment she was taking it seriously which made 
that whole um, banter cute. I was like, oh, they're so cute with their little banter. Right. And poor Lauren. I wanted to be like, Lauren, there's no cyanide pill. You're okay. Right. They're in the South. So I was just waiting for people oh, yeah. to just be like, oh, honey. They're in. Darling. Texas. Texas. Yeah, they're in Texas. Texas. And I can't remember. Where did Pony came from? Where did Pony Texas. Come? Dallas, right? No. Dallas is the big city they go to. He came from another small town that was like 100 miles away yeah. from the current in the, small town. In the current small town, they're in Addison. It's called Addison. I've I've never been to Texas. Have I been to Texas? Yes. Remember, we stayed in Amarillo. Oh, we stayed in Amarillo. That was in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> Amarillo, Texas. Is, but is Addison a real place? Like real town? I, I don't know. I don't know Texas. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Our one Texas listener, don't, don't come at us. I don't, I don't know. But let us know Geographic. if that's a real place. I barely know where I live at this point. Like, where I am I? Earth. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about Pony? I thought it was cute. He, he I was liked cute. Pony. Yeah. He was so sweet. He was very smart. And I loved how witty. Like, true to himself he was. Mm-hmm. Even when he was in his like stealth mode, he was still just pony the whole time. He wasn't like faking or pretending to really like be someone else to fit in. Like some of the girls, like they, they were talking about the other girls, um, would like she refused to write on the school paper because it wasn't what Georgia. Yeah. It wasn't what the team expected. It wasn't what people expected and she just cared about other people. And he was like, I just want to be a normal guy, like he wanted to be a normal guy in Georgia, our leading lady. Basically, just wanted to blend in and be the typical like cheerleader dating the football jock and just ride the wave, even though her passion and what she really loved was writing. But she couldn't even tell her closest friends that. Yeah. In the beginning of the book, they're, they're friends and they're close, but at the same time, they don't tell each other really how they think and how they feel or even she couldn't even she didn't feel comfortable enough to tell him what her passion was which was writing yeah i just was like felt so bad for them but i loved pony for his authenticity it's like in a way the same yeah i'm gonna say something which i don't know if you'll agree with me but i feel like pony's too good for georgia and i kind of don't like her i agree i honestly I like did <laughs> he oh, he liked her from the very beginning the moment he stepped on that high school he's like oh she's beautiful and gorgeous and he was always so funny and kind and he was really trying to be more than just friends with her and georgia just <sighs> cared about what everyone else thought and what everyone else would say which i understand like can be hard you're in high school but I was just like, Georgia, you're, you're losing your chance with this guy. Move on. Pony, you're way too good for her. And I was kind of upset they ended up together in the end. I wasn't so much because in the end, she came around. I know, but like... At first, she was pushing him away because he was a new guy and everybody wanted her to be with the other... Um, this other football guy whose name was Jack. He didn't push him away mm-hmm. until he told her that he was transgender. But she did a little bit because she kind of broke his heart twice. She put him in the friend's zone 
to begin with once because it didn't because no everyone wanted her to be with jack and she's like okay he's a cheater his name is jake isn't it jack it's jake isn't jack j-a-c-k his name's jake i'm pretty sure his name is jack i'm gonna oh my god i'm going back we're gonna take a short second to sit here and watch her look up everyone's names no i haven't no i have it written down it's jack yeah j-a-c-k i wrote it down pretty sure in the audible they said jake well they were wrong and i'm pretty sure it's jack okay when you're talking i'm gonna look for it but i'm gonna finish i'm gonna call him jack and if I'm wrong, I'll correct it. Fuck, you made me lose my spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a football player. He's a cheerleader. Even her friends, Mia, Kelly, and Lauren, were like, you need to be with Jack. We want you with Jack. And, oh, yeah, the new guy's cute, but he's a new guy. You don't want to mess up your senior year. Because they're both seniors, I believe. Yeah. And, oh, fuck. Oh, so that first time she put him away was because that. And then the second time, she was, like, getting close to him again. And they were going to, like, you know, work on being close. And then Pony admits how he really feels. And he tells her the truth. And then she's like, I don't know if I can handle this. So then she broke his heart again. But towards the end, they... Towards the end, obviously, I want to say it, they got together. Yeah. But I'm glad she came around. And she really changed her views and her thoughts and her feelings and i was happy to see them get together at the end i really was i don't know it's just yeah she like wrote that super cute article i mean it wasn't cute it was super oh, it is jake i told you it was jake I, I don't know how to read vindicated vindicated i'm i wrote jake. i feel like it should go on the bitch tally just for you being rude to me about it oh my god i'm so embarrassed right now bam girl can't read <laughs> i'm so embarrassed anyways what are you saying i don't want to talk to you for go on go on <laughs> i don't even remember where i was at oh yeah so the end so near the end she only came around and like wrote a article about him and like tried to be with him I feel like after it was too late. Like, she should have figured that shit out earlier. But they're also they're also young high school kids, too. I so know. we've all been there. We've all, right. I think we've I all been there. go back to remembering high school. No, not friend zone. I want you. No, I want you. You know, that's like being young. But, okay, real Should quick. we explain what the article is that you're talking not about? Not yet, not yet. Oh. Can we talk about Georgia? So... Georgia had a boyfriend when she was a junior and her boyfriend was a senior and her boyfriend's name was Anthony. Over the summer at a party, they had a very public breakup. She found him in the bathroom with someone else and then she announced, you know, basically I hate him, we're broken up. Yeah. And he's a cheater. And he's a cheater. But they did her and her, like her friends they did play it out to be i thought it was more serious than that yeah but in their world it probably like, was really serious okay so that part's not so bad and they kept through and the friends even referenced they're like oh catching him wasn't the bad part mm-hmm. you know the next part is what was bad oh that's true and i was like oh my god did he hit her what happened mm-hmm. like but 
it actually is also super bad. The dude posted pics of her shirtless and mm-hmm. showed it to everyone at the party and then made fun of her and then left, which is also super wrong. But like the way they talked about it, I thought like something more happened and I was just like, oh my like God. Really hurt her. Yeah. I don't know what, but I thought it was more like, oh my God, did they get, I don't know what. But it was very a public breakup, and obviously for her it was traumatic. Yeah. So that's why she wants to start her senior year with like she doesn't want to date. She just wants to focus on her friends and her schooling and her cheerleading. And Jack. <laughs> Jake. Wait no. Jake. Jake. Gosh darn it! Why does this keep happening? That's why she likes Jake. She said she doesn't even really like Jake. Well, I think as a friend she does. Like as a friend she does. Yeah. And her friends are pushing him, pushing her to be with him. But I think the majority of the reason is she just doesn't want to date because of what happened last summer. Yeah. And okay. I'm like, can you blame the girl? No. She doesn't have to date anybody. Right. She can be single. Single ladies. Truth. Oh, um, how did you feel about George's stories? Ugh. So, I was, like, kind of entertained by them, but also, like, if I had to deal with that every day in real life, mm-hmm. I'd be so annoyed. So, when Georgia's talking to someone, they'll be like, oh, um, why are you so late today, Georgia? Oh, I don't know. I had to go and run the train and save five children. cats yeah. or something. You know, aliens abducted me. Like, just most ridiculous out of freaking nowhere mm-hmm. stories that everyone knew was a lie and they're just like i georgia whatever and for her reasoning behind it they called it stories but her reasoning was you know the truth is boring and i personally thought she was just telling them to avoid life because in her right. home life um her mom her mom and dad were married and two years ago, two years ago, they, her mom went out with the girls night and then she met a new man and then the mom left her husband to go marry this other guy and Georgia stayed with her dad because she didn't want him to be by himself. Right. So I think a part of it is, yeah, to her the truth is boring, but also I think she's avoiding the, I, I think she's avoiding her life a little bit like she doesn't want to she wants life to be funny and light right so i could see that um her trying to just escape her home life like yeah i understand that been there girl <laughs> but yeah truth i i found them annoying find them kind of annoying yeah and i felt really bad for her close friends who have to deal with it all the time. But no, that they told her that they just accept it and they don't even know when she, they don't even know anymore when she's telling the truth. That was yeah. sad. I'm saying, I feel bad for the way they handled telling her that they just don't understand her. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I was just like, oh, that was a little harsh. Poor Georgia. Oh, that was But a, she needed it. Yeah, she did. That was a little, when, when her friends told her that, like, oh, well, we're just used to, we're just used to you talking like that um we kind of don't believe anything you say anymore 
I was like, ooh, that's a bitch tally. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> you get a bitch tally. But it's Welcome the truth. Welcome to the book. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you- so, wait, pause. Speaking of friends, before we go play. into anyone. Play. Play. <laughs> play. How do you feel about Pony's best friend? In the way he kept pushing him and was like, either you come out to your school, how he was like, either you come out to your school or I'm not your friend anymore and you just don't care. Like, Max. Yes. Max is I, one of Pony's best friends. Yeah. Who's also transgender himself. And Max is all about trans visibility. Max goes to a what did he say private art school mm-hmm. where most people aren't cis people mm-hmm. so he is more accepted and felt welcomed where he's at and pony tried to tell him like it's not the same for me like i go to this mm-hmm. public school no one here is like me yeah and it's not always safe and he tried to like tell him I wasn't safe to do that and then Max is like well either you publish this or you come to this rally or we're not friends anymore and then he just like cut him off for a while Uh, I like Max but when he kept pressuring Pony and then was using his friendship as leverage to be like if you don't post this if you don't say this we're not friends anymore it was making me upset yeah and I and sad I know. I felt bad for Pony and for Max. Like That's true. I was like, you just... I liked Max's girlfriend um, in that one scene where she was like, you know, it's not safe for everyone. You need to accept mm-hmm. his choices yes. and let him be. And I was like, yes. She, she was like the voice of reason. I'm like, Max, you need to listen to her. Right. I just felt bad. I'm like, you, and you shouldn't use your friendship as leverage. Be like, if you don't do this, what I'm telling you, then I can't be your friend. Yeah. I don't like that. Everybody has, you know, their own things going that they go um, through and they have to choose their own time and place to do stuff or to express things. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I don't even know. I think it might have been wishful thinking. Maybe I watched too many fucking TV shows. But when Pony was helping that old dying... Ted London. Ted London actor the whole time. The whole time I was reading it, I was like, is Ted going to die and then leave enough money for Pony to get his top surgery? Mm -hmm. Like, is this going to happen? I kind of was hoping that too. It didn't happen. But I was like, man, I'm kind of disappointed Ted didn't leave him any money. <laughs> he built up a friendship with Ted London. And yeah, Ted London ended up did passing. And, and it was a friendship where he didn't really expect anything from him. Yeah. And he did end up finding out that Ted London was, in fact, um, he was gay himself. Like, he was gay. Yeah. And he uh, Tony figured that out, like, by going through his stuff because the the guy was a little bit of a hoarder. <laughs> a little bit. So Tony, Tony, Pony was getting paid to like clean and organize the rooms in his household, and he happened to find pictures, and then he found the guy that Ted used to be dating back in the day. Okay, can we talk about Ted and his assistant? 
I never, yeah, I never understood what Victor really was. Yeah, like, I thought he might have been, like, a relative, but they never, he's, they don't really explain it. No, they don't. And I was just like, is he, like, his executive assistant? Is he, like, a son, a nephew, an uncle? Uh, not an uncle, obviously, he's younger, like, a, mm-hmm. a friend, like, I don't. A nephew? Yeah. Did you say nephew? I did. Okay. And then I said uncle, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. <laughs> but I was just like, he's so, I pooped. like, he loves Ted so much that I feel like there has to be more than just. Mm-hmm. Than as assistant a boss and a boss. And, yeah. And they never. And... Friendship there. Yeah. And he said he worked for him for a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, they never went more into victor and who he was if there is another book i would like to know more about victor right he's a he's very mysterious i know like i don't know a lot about him but i want to know about but what i found funny or cool ted london in the moot in the book he said he worked on a movie called gigantic yeah and in real life there and he mentions elizabeth taylor and james dean and i was like is he talking about the movie Giant? Because I've seen the movie Giant. You pro- I, I haven't. You I haven't. I have no idea what you're talking you about. Don't, you don't watch all the good ones. No. And I was like, is he talking about Giant? So I'm pretty sure the author was referencing the movie Giant, but he changed the name to Gigantic, which I love because that's a really good movie. Because he said it was the movie... I guess I could Google it. Gigantic. That, that James Dean. Yeah. Died. So, so in the in the book, it's called Gigantic, but in real life, it's called Giant. Did James Dean die after watching Giant? Uh, James Dean passed before he can even see it, I believe. Oh, okay. So they finished filming, and I think he died prior to being released. And okay. I recommend that movie. We will watch that movie because that is an amazing movie. She has a list of like movies. 20 80 movies she 20, wants 80, more like thousands <laughs> 20 like 80s era oh movies. i get what you're saying i was like <laughs> that what she saying? wants me to watch and i think she's adding more to this list if you guys have any movies you think we should watch don't send them to me i already have two many lists <laughs> <laughs> feel free to send send them straight to Alyssa. <laughs> oh uh leave me out of it <laughs> So George's friend Mia. Yes, I don't like her. She's too controlling. Type a, yeah. She's very controlling. <laughs> <laughs> She's very controlling, and very like by the book, kinda. Yeah, but it's like she makes up the book. Oh yeah, that's a good point. She makes up the book, and you have to follow the rules. Yeah, it's like very by her book. I didn't like her for most of the beginning in the middle, but towards the end, she tried, um, she came I didn't around. like her at the end either. She I hated her. She came support, like, she, she was supportive of Pony She and only came because, I feel like she only came because they said the whole cheerleading team threatened to quit uh, if she didn't turn around and fix her behavior. Okay. So she did it for selfish reasons. She showed up because she wanted to win and needed the cheerleading but team. But since she did that... It's going to help to change her views on things, I think. 
She I did. I think she she really does consider Georgia a close friend. They've been friends for a long time. I mean, I think she does consider her a friend. It's yeah. not that that's the problem. I think the problem is she only wants to do stuff that I don't even know how to say it. Like help her, like help like, her get bigger. Like have I don't I don't know right? succeed. Yeah, like for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's like she's not going to do something for altruistic reasons. It's mm-hmm. selfish reasons. Only if it helps better her situation or get her what she wants, mm-hmm. then she'll do it. So she knew that if she pretended to support Pony and Georgia, you really think- then she'll get the cheerleading team to be on her side. I don't, I don't disagree. I think she did go. For selfish reason, because they threatened yeah. to quit the cheerleading team. The cheerleading whole team, team. The whole team threatened to quit. Um, but I think in the end she was coming around because she was changing our views and she does love the girls. Hopefully, hopefully. Drink your wine. <laughs> Put that wine glass down. Oh, but me as a mom is a freaking character. She cracked me up. The way they were just... She reminded me of the mom from Mean Mean Girls. That's exactly what I wrote. Oh my god, yes. The the way they were describing her mom, like, the mom has had work done. She likes to get the girls drinks. She likes to gossip with the girls. She's like, oh, call me Connie. And she's more BFS with her daughter than she is, like, a mom. Yeah. But I totally got Mean Girl vibes, and I was laughing a little bit. I'm like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of Mean Girls. Mia's mom is Mean Girl, which I can't even remember what the Mean Girl's mom's name was. I just Mean Girl mom. Right. The Mean Girl's mom. Pony did, and eventually, like he didn't make friends because when he started the school year. <gasps> oh my god, I loved his friends. As you know, when you start a new school or anywhere, I love them. And you're like moved from one place to another, you basically start over and have no friends. Oh, so. The reason Pony moves so much is because he's an army brat. I don't think we've brought that up oh, yet. No, his dad is in the army, mm-hmm. and Pony says this is his fifth move. That's why they moved there. Which is why they moved there. So just a little background as to why they move a lot. But what I was saying before I was interrupted, because I could have waited until after my statement, so I'm going to count that as a bitch tally. Boop. My personal bitch tally. Boop. <laughs> He was, uh, he didn't have Georgia and him and Georgia had a lot of classes together and they were, uh, they had every class together. Yeah. And they had like a banter going on and flirtation, but they weren't like friends. So most of the time he was kind of on his own until he met Kenji and Jerry and they become buds, besties, BFFs. And Kenji's written as like this tall handsome man and jerry's kind of like oh the funny guy you know yeah but pony considers them like friends and of course throughout most of the book until the end they don't know he's transgender right so i love their friendship honestly i thought it was so cute i will admit they do make some jokes, and Pony mm-hmm. doesn't say anything, but he's upset by it. And I'm like, I feel you, Pony. They shouldn't be making these jokes. But he finally did confront them. 
when he told everyone he was transgender and his friends came freaking ghost again. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> um, he told everyone his friends came and they were like, yeah, we kind of thought the whole time, but we figured you tell us on your own. We don't care, dude. Like we're still friends. And he's like, well, then why would you make those jokes? And they're mm-hmm. like, well, we knew we fucked up. Like, we're sorry. We're stupid. Mm-hmm. We're fucking teen boys that are idiots. Can you forgive us? And we won't do it anymore. And I was like, I love you guys so much. I was much. crying because I was crying. I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting teary-eyed. They're so sweet. And they know they fucked up when they made those types of jokes. And they literally, Pony is their friend. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they don't want to lose that friendship. Mm-hmm. And... Tony, why do I keep saying Tony? Pony. It's the drinks. Okay, I'm almost done drinking. <laughs> right, she almost finished her second one. Um, Pony's dad, as Kaylin told Ugh. you, is in the army. So he refused throughout most of the book he, to accept. We'll say like 99% of the 99% book. 99% to accept uh, Pony's like new identity, like to accept that he was transgender. He refused to accept him as a son. Yes, he would misgender Pony and use his dead name all mm-hmm. the time, and I kind of hated him. I did too. He was kind of—he was an asshole. And there was parts where Pony felt like he had to really watch what he said and did. He had to—he had to gauge what kind of t- like how angry his dad was. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made me. That was I was sad for Pony. I'm like, poor Pony, you're the nicest guy and you don't deserve your jackass dad. I know. But there was one scene towards the end that made me cry a little and dad was slowly accepting Pony. So, okay. Let's start from like near the end where it started. So yep. Pony is at not prom homecoming. <laughs> wanted to say prom for some reason (laughs) is that homecoming with his date taylor oh taylor and taylor turns out to be the girl george's boyfriend hooked up with that summer and also is jake's yes half cousin that's exactly what i was gonna say anyways (laughs) pony is there with his date taylor and gear gary Jerry. Jerry. I don't know why I, I wanted to say Jerry. I Tony and then Jerry. And then I said, <laughs> why am I having such a hard time with these names? G- Jerry went with Kelly. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is George's friend. And Kelly is George's friend. So as they're sitting there at homecoming, they go up. Not them, but the football team goes up to like announce who's homecoming king and queen in the homecoming court. And two of the most douchiest, assholiest football players <laughs> go up. Yeah. Go up to announce their next round of homecoming princess and prince. And they call Kelly and Taylor out for being lesbians together and that they're dating. And everyone's just looking at them and they're like, what the fuck? And Pony without even realizing it is just on the stage and that's how he comes out to everyone Mm -hmm. is to help them to basically protect kelly and taylor so they're not by themselves and he's like i'm transgender yeah and so i was just like 
yes, pony, yes, stick together. But then he goes into the bathroom and the douchey assholes beat him up, which leads him to almost dying. And he's in the hospital and him and his dad get in a huge fucking fight because his dad was being a dick. His dad looks at him and goes, so are you ready to go back? And Pony's thinking he's talking about going back to the high school. And Pony's like, no, I'm not going back to that high school. No, the dad meant, is he ready to become a girl? And Pony finally sticks up for himself. He's finally had enough. And I was like, yes, Pony, you shut that mofo down. Like, you tell him. And so... After Pony shuts him down, the dad leaves. And the next time he comes back, the dad refuses to get out of the car to go pick up Pony. Mm-hmm. So Georgia, who's written this article that we will now tell you about. <laughs> I forgot about. We didn't explain it. <laughs> um, about transgender people and their statistic rates and stuff. And then she tells a story about Pony and tells Pony to stay golden and she confronts the dad mm-hmm. and she has him read it and i think reading that article and seeing the statistics of transgenders that you know yeah. commit suicide comp- contemplate committing suicide and all this and that and she tells him pony is thinking about doing this pony's had thoughts about doing this like you need to like get your shit together basically yeah. To the dad, I think that really wakes him up because the dad really does love Pony in his own messed up way. Yeah, he's just so like, this is the army, this is the life, this is how I did it. Like, yeah, a macho man kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about when I mentioned the scene later. Right, made me cry a little bit because then his father was finally understanding and slowly, slowly accepting Pony for who he truly is. Yes, and so I think this the part that got me is when the dad donated $2,000 towards oh, yeah. Pony's surgery, and Pony was like, you said you would never spend a dime on this. You'd never give me any money whatsoever. And his dad's like, I'm sorry. Like, I realized I was wrong, and I love you, and I want you to have this. And he called him son. Yes, and I was just like, oh my god, oh my god finally. And then and then Pony gets the girl at the end. I was like, you go, Pony. You got the girl. I was so happy for him. I love that he got the girl at the end, though. That makes one of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she was good. She, she got better. She, she just better stay up i just think pony is so amazing he deserves someone great and she better fucking step up her game stay with it the whole time georgia i like i said in the beginning i really enjoyed this book the characters got sometimes refreshing and then there's others where they're just so darn cute and it was funny and and i think that's it for this chapter (laughs) really is that's it so stay gold stay gold thanks for you everyone listening and joining us on this journey um 
I just want to add that if anyone feels like how Pony or some of the other people feel where you're not sure how you're feeling and you need someone to talk to because you're feeling a little suicidal, there is help available. You can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, They're just there to listen and chat with you. They also have like a website if you don't want to talk to them, but their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. 